0: Business in the Okanagan Matters. This is Law Talk with lawyers Clay Williams and Tanvir Gill from FHP Lawyers LLP. They talk business and take your questions at podcast at FHPlawyers.com. Now, here's Clay Williams. Welcome to another edition of FHP Lawyers Law Talk. And with me, as usual, is Tanvir. Welcome, Tanvir. Thank you. Hi, Clay. And I'm Clay Williams, and so I'm a partner at FHMP Lawyers. And Tanveer, you've been with us for a little while now, haven't you? Mm-hmm.
1: July 2020, I started. Okay. So a year, th- no, a year and a half now.
0: Okay, and no. and so that's interesting because you were hired during the COVID crisis, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so you know what I was thinking about is I'm going to a Christmas luncheon today. We did our staff holiday party, yeah. um, going to several other Christmas parties, and it just seems
1: they're back, yeah. you know? It still feels like we're kind of back to normal a little bit with, with our holiday parties and things like that.
0: Well, that's what I've noticed. I mean, last year, yeah. you know, we didn't have a party at all, at least here, and, uh, you know, I, I'm not even sure we were allowed to have, I can't remember mm-hmm. now, but I'm pretty so. sure that we weren't allowed to have uh, uh, get-togethers, but boy, they're back with a vengeance. It seems mm-hmm. like everybody wants to have a party this year. Oh, yeah. So... Guess what we're going to talk about today? Liability. Well, liability in relation to to hosting parties. Yeah,
1: it's a good topic for this time of year. Obviously, like there's law firms holding parties, I'm sure other commercial hosts are having tons of parties, our clients are hosting Christmas parties, so it's such a good relevant topic for this time of year.
0: Well, we're getting questions from our clients. What are my liabilities if I hold a, a party for my staff? And uh, so, you know, uh, what lawyers do, we categorize things. Uh, what we generally call this area of law is, is host liability. And what type of host, and then we further categorize it, because that's what we do. Uh, we <laughs> categorize it into commercial host liability, employer host liability, and social host liability. Mm-hmm. Commercial host liability, that's that's pretty straightforward. Like uh, how many
1: people have gone to a party where they give you the disclaimer, don't drink and drive, before the party even starts.
0: Well well, let's just chat right. stick stick on there about commercial host there. A commercial host is a a host that is in the business of selling alcohol. So pubs, so mm-hmm. restaurants, you know, um, bars. Now that's a commercial host. They've got a liquor license, they make their living selling booze, right?
1: Yeah
0: that's an easy one that's one area of liability another uh, area is employer hosts and that's what I'm hearing about all the time that's when an employer has alcohol available at a, a work event okay. and then then the last area is social host liability and that's you know someone who has a house party or a social gathering yeah. and uh, you know maybe brings the alcohol or bring your own booze event but that that's kind of a social host. yeah the liability that that I want to talk about today is liability in a civil court, when a person overconsumes causes personal property damage or personal injury. You know, I'm not talking about uh, infractions or offenses under the liquor laws or WCB assessments. Actually, I will talk a little bit about WCB <laughs> assessments, but, but really what I'm talking about is a person who suffers personal property damage or personal injury and uh, is looking to recover those damages against somebody who is is over consumed at one of these establishments. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, so how does it apply if we're at a bar, let's say we go to one of the local bars, we're all drinking, somebody leaves and gets in an accident on the way home. What is the commercial host liability in that situation? Commercial
0: host liability, it's its pretty well defined. And I think people expect that. I mean, we're, we're talking about an establishment that's in the business of serving alcohol. Um, and, and, you know, it's its held to a standard, you know, which includes monitoring consumption, monitoring signs of intoxication. There's more to the legal test, of course, as to whether they'd be liable. And, you know, lawyers call that remoteness of damages or, or foreseeability. Uh, but generally speaking, I don't think... Uh, most people would be surprised to know that a bar has a duty of care and is held to a, a fairly strict standard with respect to to serving. To yeah, I, I think that's the simplest of of the three.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. We all know that bartenders, bar owners are there keeping an eye out most of the time. They know that they're not supposed to be over-serving. So when someone looks severely intoxicated, they say, I'm not serving you alcohol anymore. So that makes sense. What about in the employee context? So what if there's a law firm, they host a party, and in that situation, what is the the business's liability? Yeah,
0: well, and this is the no fun advice that we have to give sometimes, you know, and uh, people are, come to, to lawyers and say, well, what's my liability in this situation and in that situation? And, you know, unfortunately, uh, employers do take on the responsibilities of a commercial host when they are hosting staff events. You know, generally speaking, again, there's more to the liability situation, but, uh, you know, especially where a business provides the alcohol and is aware of an employee's intoxication, then an employee can be held liable for when an employee leaves in an intoxicated state and uh, causes damage Mm. to meet that standard of care you know uh, it's become pretty much a protocol Um, most employers would know nowadays that if you're going to be providing alcohol you should be taking steps to get that employee home safely
1: Taxi cab, vouchers. Yeah.
0: You got it. That's right. It doesn't have to be taxi, but but let's get that employee home. And yeah. so, you know, maybe a staff member providing rides or, you know, something like that. Um, and, and generally speaking, um, that's how an, an employer absolves itself of liability course that's expensive mm-hmm. a lot of um, employers don't like that don't kind of afford that but but then also. maybe well that's exactly right yeah. so a lawsuit's a lot more expensive so uh, so in any event uh, an employer in that situation is put into a, a liability situation and does need to be careful
1: mm-hmm that makes sense. So I guess the last of the three then is the social host. So what what happens in that situation if the social host is providing or if they're saying BYOB, if they're not providing alcohol, but people are coming to the event with alcohol?
0: Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I think social host for lawyers, that's the most interesting of the three categories. Um, You know, basically, and and I think a lot of people are really surprised to hear this, social hosts are not legally responsible for when a guest leaves their party and inebriated and causes damage. There's a difference, perhaps morally, should there be some steps taken, you know, perhaps. But legally, very difficult case to try and hold a social host to be responsible. And that case uh, was decided uh, in 2006, right up, up to our Supreme Court of Canada. So we've got basically settled law on this Mm -hmm. issue and uh, so that case was called uh, Childs versus Desmeral. There was a traffic accident and uh, the defendant left a party, drove his vehicle in an oncoming car, it killed one of the occupants of the oncoming car and injured three others and uh, one of the people that was injured uh, suffered a a spinal injury and uh, left her paralyzed from the waist down so Mm -hmm. very very tragic Mm -hmm. accident and the defendant drank like 12 beers Mm -hmm. uh, while while he was at the party is what what some of the evidence said and uh, it was a bring your own beer booze event and so the the host really didn't provide the alcohol but uh, in that case you know the court said no there there's really there's no duty of care there and at the end of the day, they said, um, and I'll just quote from the case, a person hosts a party, guests drink alcohol, an inebriated guest drives away and causes an accident in which another person is injured. Is the host liable to the person injured? I conclude that as a general rule a social host does not owe a duty of care to a person injured by a guest who has consumed alcohol and that the courts below correctly dismiss the appellate's action. So uh, quite um, different uh, from the other types of host liability.
1: Mm-hmm. That's actually a pretty surprising outcome because I think a lot the misconception is that people think if you host a party somebody leaves something happens it's on the host and I think that's generally what people believe. It's a pretty surprising result and this is a common case too I think almost all law schools we go over this case actually in torts. What about the situation where let's say two parents are hosting a grad party and there's a just a bunch of minors. Are you minors? Yeah you are a graduation party, you're 17. So what happens in that situation? It's two adults hosting a party. It's a bunch of minors and people are drinking. Something happens.
0: Yeah, and that was one of the situations that was people weren't sure about what would happen. Now, that case from the Supreme Court of Canada doesn't say there's never going to be any liability. Yeah. Um, you know, there, I could see situations where that there may be a duty, like if you're pouring alcohol down a person's throat and helping him get into his car or something like that. Yeah. But generally speaking, if you're hosting a party and People are consuming alcohol, and you know you you don't really have that duty to super monitor them, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't have a duty to control them. They've got that duty, but I'm not saying there's no situations. Yeah. But one of the situations people frequently wondered about was when parents are hosting you know, like a grad party, like you say, or something like that. So we've got minors drinking. Of course, that's against the law. Uh, but interestingly enough, there just was a case last year decided by our very own British Columbia Supreme Court where Where the uh, the parents were were absolved of any liability. Oh, really? Now that one there, um, there it was an interesting factual situation, but that case is there so you know in that case the parents did take some steps to try and and alleviate uh, what they perceived to be some liability and so you know they made it clear to the participants that drinking and driving wasn't allowed keys were collected on arrival and arrangements were made to drive people home the parents did not provide any alcohol they were on their own for that mm-hmm. and uh, you know they wandered around and kind of checked the party when the the plaintiff in that situation left on foot too interesting enough, oh. went and stole a car. Oh, uh, but uh, <laughs> it a tragic accident. I suppose we, sh- we shouldn't be laughing at that. They went and, and injured people. And mm. uh, the, the case does stand for the principle that uh, even parents uh, letting children consume alcohol. The children, you know, uh, even though they're you know, 17, 18 years old, so may not be, be held liable. So another yeah. surprising case, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I think a lot of people would feel. But as the holiday situation approaches, that's the law. Yeah. So um, now we now have a no fault system in place for people driving cars. Mm-hmm. That's new for us. Yeah. In all these cases that you're reading, 99% of them are people who leave a party, get into a car and cause damage. Okay? Yeah. Well, now there's a no fault regime in place. The people that are injured by the driver, yeah are only allowed to go after or only allowed to have their enhanced benefits under the no-fault regime. There's no lawsuits anymore. Yeah. I think that's going to be very interesting now. Does it eliminate the whole host liability thing?
1: Oh, I'm not sure, but I feel like there's so many other situations like leaving a party drunk and getting into a fight or leaving a party drunk walking, like you said, for that one case and freezing to death. So there's other situations where host liability probably is not going to be just abolished.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's just when I look at the volume of cases and maybe it's, you know, cars cause such horrible damages, you know. But boy, uh, you know, I think there's going to be a lot less lawsuits. Yeah. It's interesting that ICBC under the new regime does have a subrogation, and so maybe there will be some some cases that ICBC is bringing, just kind of like WCB can subrogate, and that means sue to recover the damages they pay out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it's so new, I haven't seen it yet. And mm-hmm. uh, but I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, so let's chat it through. So um, in in what situation now a person gets into a car after a commercial host and drives away and causes uh injuries to his passenger i don't know that case is gone you have to go through the new icbc regime
1: can the passenger sue the employer directly
0: well if it's an employee situation if they're still injured in a motor vehicle accident so i'd say no Hmm. um you know it may be that some insurance lawyers out there might have a different take on it but uh it looks to me like uh, that the answer would be no you are allowed to sue a bar still that's still open, but not completely open. You're only allowed to sue for certain heads of damages mm-hmm. and only for several. It's, it's instead of joint liability, it's several liability now, but, uh, uh, which I think is going to, to limit those cases as well because you know, a lot of these cases people are starting to get drunk and they hop from bar to bar and you know, do things like that before yeah. they're, they're injured. So I don't know. I, I think it's generally speaking it's going to uh, reduce the liability for all three of these headings further does that mean you don't have to get a taxi voucher? No. No, I I don't. I I think you still have to do that. Like you say, there's other situations. I think there's that uh, obligation to get people home safely, the commercial and the employer, uh, and and the moral responsibility. If you're going to host a party, let's get people home safe. Let's have a safe holiday season. season. (laughs) Okay. Now, I said earlier, I would uh, mention WCB. I I did want to just mention that um, in, in the employer context, there may be an, an injured employee may uh, be limited to their claim against WCB, depending on, on the circumstances of that party. I mean, obviously, you know, drinking isn't an employer duty or mm-hmm. employee duty, but I, I did, it, it, there may be further limits on liability depending on the, the facts of that party. So yeah. that's all I've got to say Tanvir. Good. (laughs) you got any questions for
1: me? No, that was it. That was very informative. And I think people need to hear some of this stuff because there's just so much, there's so many misconceptions on how it works. And, you know, people hear a story or they misinterpret a case and then everyone thinks that's it. If you host a party, somebody leaves, it's going to be on you.
0: Yeah. As your friend, you invited to the party. I Mm -hmm. I think there's probably that moral responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. No, unless you're doing something egregious, have fun.
1: Happy holidays to everyone. So Merry Christmas, have a safe and enjoyable holiday. Okay, okay.
0: I will, I, if you say so.
1: <laughs> Give us some Christmas cheer. Cheers. <laughs>
0: FHMP lawyers are rooted in community and ready to help. Send your business law questions
1: to podcast at fhplawyers.com.